I'm here with the author Evie Rhodes. She is the author of her new novel, um, Criss Cross, and she's also the author of Expire. Expire, yes. She's a novelist, also an award-winning songwriter, a music scriptwriter, mm-hmm. and you've also uh, produced the video. Is that correct? Yes. So you uh-huh. have a lot of titles on your belt. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Wearing a lot of hats. Now, Absolutely. how many novels have you written, Miss Rose? Um, two. Chris Cross is my second novel, mm-hmm. um, but I also write uh, fictional short stories for the Gospel Magazine, and I write uh, nonfiction articles as well. And I wrote the Standing in the Spirit album and did the scripts for the music videos, Changed and Stand. Now, Standing in the Spirit is that's the one that won the award, the Canadian Music Award, correct? Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, for best gospel album. Mm-hmm. Now, Criss Cross is the novel that I've picked up and read. Now, this is the sophomore novel, correct? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Is this carrying off of the first novel, Expired, or are they completely different? No, they're completely different. They're both standalone stories. Oh, are they? Mm-hmm. Although Criss Cross will have a sequel. Oh, okay. Um, Expired was a complete standalone, and Criss Cross uh, will have a sequel. But no. they're completely different stories. Can you give us a premise of Criss Cross? Yeah, Criss Cross is basically, it's set in, in the city of Newark, New Jersey, and it is the story of Mika Jordan Wells and his plight in catching serial killers. And Mika um, becomes very embroiled because he's a very, very high-profile, you know, high-energy, well-respected detective uh, who's just come off of a case where, you know, he's caught one of Newark's most notorious serial killers and, um, you know, he's been building up a reputation and a career of doing this over time. And what happens is he becomes embroiled with a serial killer that um, is of a different element and a different power. And it's like nothing that he's ever come up against before. His life basically becomes enshrouded in darkness. So can you let everybody know what's so special about Mika? The fact that he has the ability to face down his demons, so to speak, I think. Uh, I think what really makes Mika special is the fact that he will deal with any situation head up. And I think that attests to a certain amount of strength of character that we all need in different and various aspects of our lives, yeah. Now, you mentioned Mika. There's also Raven, which is his girlfriend. Yes. His mother, Evelyn. Mm-hmm. There's Silky, who is the criminal. Yes. Now, um, there's also some other supernatural demons um, in the book. There's quite a few main characters in the book, and the book has a lot of twists and turns. I really enjoyed that. You got into, how do you call it, uh, character death? Yes. With all of the characters? Mm-hmm. Now, how did you decide that you were going to get that involved, and did you feel that that was necessary to build on the um, the novel itself? Yeah, I did, Courtney. I really did feel that it was necessary because I think it's very important for each character to be able to stand on their own and to basically um, be endowed um, as real people. Um, They're very real to me in the world of the story, and so I try to give them each um, their own personalities, their own strengths, their own weaknesses, their own characteristics, their own quirks and stuff. So I did think 
uh, for the model that it was very, very important. Um, I actually built, you know, uh, total backgrounds from them and created them from birth up. And then, you know, what happens is there's a natural transgression of what they need or uh, different aspects of their personality will come out and reflect in the novel as the novel moves along. And then there are some things that will never show up there. Now, the book is set in Newark, correct? Mm-hmm, that's correct. Now, how did you decide on that being the city? Um, basically, I decided that Newark was going to be the city because I find Newark to be a very intriguing city, first of all. Um, I was actually born in Newark, so I'm certain that also has something to do with it. Um, but when I look... Um, and I look at things from a spiritual standpoint. When I looked at that, I thought that Newark would be a really, really good ground to place this on and a good illustration because it really, really has a lot of the elements uh, that you see within the novel. And I thought that placing basically a classic battle of good and evil in that particular territory, in that city, um, what would would that it would lend what I needed to the story of Chris Cross. Now, I've never been to Newark, but I found that in the book it it provided a lot of darkness, but it also provided a sense of beauty and um, historical aspects with the movie. I mean, I'm sorry, with the book. That's how good it was. Yeah. I'm thinking back because I was like visually picturing the rain and the cold and a lot of the description yes. that you put into the novel. Let me ask you this. You mentioned that there's going to be a second novel based off of Crisscross. Yes. Now, how many of those characters, if you can share with us, will be carried over into the new novel? Actually, I can't share that at this point, Courtney. Uh, and the real reason for that is that I honestly just don't know. Um, I'm a very, very free-flow writer. And um, I write from my gut, so to speak, you know. And so um, I just don't know. I really honestly don't know um, who's going to show up there and who isn't. Uh, so it's difficult for me to say. Um, but in terms of, the, uh, of, of uh, it being historical and the balances between, um, you know, the beauty and the darkness and things of that sort, um, I'm glad, thank you, first of all, that you enjoyed the book to the point that, um, you know, you were able to graphically see those pictures as though you're watching film. Um, I think I have a tendency to write like that. That might come from some of my music video days and that kind of thing. But the thing is that... Um, yeah, I, I did think that balance was very important, you know, the balance of showing the beauty as well as showing the darkness. Um, I think you have to have a certain balance there. And although the balance that shows up there is very natural, um, there is a certain consciousness that I keep in the back of my mind in that story about illustrating all of those different areas so that you basically will have a complete world within the world of crisscross. Now, Ms. Rhodes, how would you describe your novel as it being, um, we, it's nonfiction, is it being given the label of supernatural, um, a religious type of novel, uh, horror? You know, Courtney, that's an excellent question. It really is because I'll tell you why, and, and, and this is, I'm going to give you a twofold answer, okay? On my behalf, I see Criss Cross in its basic form as a religious thriller. And I guess you must have picked up that aspect, too, because you used the same term. Um, that is how I see it in its basic form. But to tell you the truth, um, it has come across in so many genres. I think basically from a publishing industry standpoint, they consider Criss Cross to be a supernatural suspense thriller. Mm -hmm. And in its really basic form, a thriller. 
Um, but um, this is a story that has managed to transcend a lot of genres. So I'm now finding that the story is being placed in mystery. It's being placed in science fiction and fantasy. It's being placed in horror. It's being placed in contemporary fiction. It's being placed in suspense. Um, so it doesn't see, it seems as though it's being placed in a lot of different areas because I guess it has uh, a number of different appeals depending upon what those particular readers are looking for. I think the title, I mean, having it categorized as a religious thriller is right on point. Have you mm -hmm. found any conflict within um, the people in your circle who may be religious in tying that in, being a religious thriller, bringing in some of the darker sides of the novel? You know, Courtney, I actually, I have to say, it, it's really been a blessing. Um, I haven't. I really haven't. Uh, what has happened is that when people look at the novel and they look at those aspects, they can see that a lot of people will say to me, you have a lot of reality mixed here. And that reality is a reality in our lives, but you've placed it in the, the world of the supernatural with things that we sometimes don't like to deal with, but you're on point with it. You know what I mean? I did a lot of studying in the Gospels, uh, for the four Gospels, a lot of studying about the life and history of Jesus Christ, a lot of studying about revelations and the battles that happen in the Spirit, and a lot of human study of just life itself and how we are, as well as all of the forensics and psychology and uh, serial killer and criminology aspects that went into a novel of this type. And I honestly have to say that people have really embraced and really seem to understand the message of crisscross and seem to feel that it it's time for that type of story. So there hasn't been very much conflict. There's been a great deal of support in that particular area. And that's 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 really a good question. You're right, because sometimes people shy away from that. Um you know, from the whole spiritual aspect, but for some reason, and this, um, there's been a lot of people have been embracing it. Well, I think that it's great in that you feel the 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 demons that a lot of the characters fight with or struggle with internally, but it also gives you an idea of power of faith. Yes, um, it does. But it's not from a preachy religious aspect of it. But I think that tying in the religious and the, you know, with, uh, you do get a feel of revelations in there. It, you, it helps you identify with a lot of the struggles that you deal with in everyday life, everyday situations. Yeah. And I think that the faith aspect was very important to me because, you know, overall, at the end of the day, Courtney, when you walk away, you want to know that, you know, this is a novel, but still, we all face our own plights and our own forms of darkness and difficulties and struggles and whatever have you within our everyday lives. And so at the end of the day, after you've read the novel and you've enjoyed it or understood or been entertained by it or picked up different aspects of it, be it spiritual or religious or, or, or suspenseful or whatever you've gotten from it, you you know, you should have some of those tools that you really can take away into your own life and deal with too. And I think the faith aspect is very important because at the end of the day, you know, we all want to know that we have the wherewithal and the strength that whatever may happen to us that we are aware of or don't know that could come up upon us, I think we'd all like to feel that we would have or at least 
begin to look for what we need and the weapons that we need in order to overcome adversity in our lives um, and to, to reach the next level in our lives in terms of goodness and accomplishment as well. You know what I'm saying? I do. Now, I think you've done an excellent job, and you've quite possibly created a genre within itself. A lot of times I feel that African-American, um, especially women authors, they get stuck into a corner, into a specific genre where they're expected to write certain novels, you know, romance novels, um, things of that nature. Do you have any anyone that has greatly influenced you to break away from mainstream and try to do your own thing? Um, yeah, I do. Um, first of all, i got to say um, thank you so much for saying that, Courtney, because I, I think you're right. I think it's important. I think we do. Um, I think you're absolutely right. We do get caught up in those boxes. I have to say, first, I was very fortunate. I can't take a lot of credit for this. My faith in Christ Jesus is what has gotten me to this point and what, first of all, gave me the courage to be my own person and explore my own talents and gifts and uh, not be frightened by that. Um, so I, I got to give him the glory because it really all comes from him. Um, that's where my strength always is, and that's where I always go when I need that, you know, that extra special push in my life, and I try to live with that on a daily basis. Um, in terms of persons, uh, my husband, James Rhodes, was the person who did that for me because he's a man that was of great faith, that really believed in my gifts and talents and really pushed me to be as much as I could be and to not be afraid. That said, look, I will stand in front of you. Don't worry. Do not be afraid. Go for what the Lord has given you and do it the way that he's given you and never compromise it. And to have somebody say that to you and to know that you have backup and to see that kind of strength in another person, it almost just naturally rubs off on you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was fortunate. Those, those are the aspects um, in my life that have helped and have given me that. What advice would you give to any young authors who are coming up, who are into science fiction or mysteries and, and, and the supernatural and things like that, but they're always been pushed in another direction? I would say do not let people push you in a direction in which you're not comfortable. I really would have to say that, Courtney, and I would have to say that if people push, you have to push back. Um, you know, we're living in times and in a society and in a particular time. You know, someone says something interesting to me. I'm just going to diverse for a moment and I'll come back. But someone says something interesting to me about what time we were living in, whether or not it was considered biblical, you know, back when the Gospels and the Old Testament and all that is considered biblical or now. And they said to me, you know what, Evie, overall, all of this is crisis time. It doesn't matter if it was then or it's now. It's all the Lord's time because he owns all of the time. And so... When you look at things in that aspect, um, my point here is that we're living in a time and in a society that, you know, you the strong will survive. You know, you have to believe in yourself. You have to have faith. You have to be willing to push. And you have to be willing to believe even if no one else around you believes it. But if you know in yourself that it's the right thing to do, that it's right for you, I would say for them to do that. And the main thing that I will caution authors about and just would want to share with any new and upcoming author or even an author that's been out there for a long time is to be conscientious about the impact of what you're writing and how that will affect other people. I truly believe that we have a responsibility to that, to to think about 
about the images that we're portraying and how that could affect some individual person's life that you never met that might be living in Minnesota or wherever have you. When you have a gift, there is a burden as well as a responsibility, and you have a responsibility to, to use it in a good way, in a way that can help others. So I would say... If there are authors out there who want to, don't let people push you in directions that you're not comfortable in. You have to, if you're ever going to excel and be the best you can be, it's only going to happen because you did what you know that you're really good at, not what somebody else felt you should be doing. I think that's a beautiful statement, and I, I wholeheartedly believe that to be true. How do you keep your your writing skills strong? Or do you participate in, in any writing groups? Um, You know what? I really don't, Courtney. Honestly, what ha- well, last year I did a workshop out in Cincinnati on character development. That's funny because you put, spoke about that towards the beginning when we started talking mm-hmm. about the uh, in-depthness uh, of the characters that I create. And I did a workshop for other um, writers and, you know, people that were interested in learning how to do that. Uh, I participated in that in a workshop in Cincinnati to help teach other people about how to do that and I love doing stuff like that you know any opportunity um, that I have so if you ever do anything online or something you want to do by phone or something um, you know because we're so far apart or whatever have you you could always think of me and I would be more than happy to share anything that I have within those arenas uh, should you do it or know of a forum but on an individual basis for my personal writing I don't I really don't mix it up so to speak and um, conferences and, and, and writing workshops to that degree because I just, I'm a person that goes, I, I kind of get really, really inside of myself and I almost live in the world of my stories from the time they're created until they end and I really can feel that kind of a spiritual release inside of me that says, okay, this story really is done now. You've really done what you could do and it must stand on its own. And so because of that, I don't collaborate or really find myself in, in, in groups in terms of writing with other people too often. Do you have any interest in bringing any of your works to the big screen? I do. I really do. I think because a lot of people have asked me, and so I see a great deal of interest both from the readers as well as from people like yourself um, that are personalities that are um, within the literary community and um, industry professionals as well. A great deal of people will say to me, um, as you did, that they really feel that these stories should be filmed and that they can visually see them and they would like to see that. So um, in response to that, I certainly would like to see it myself as well. I think that they would be... um, good stories and because I have the ability to write both novels and screenplays I'm able to make the transition so both stories do fit uh, into the format of film as well well I wish you the best of luck with that with the um, new African American television station TV One they're they're out there looking for some new content so maybe they'll be knocking on your door and oh and maybe yeah, yeah that's good can to know something your way i think it's time for yeah. you know something different out there we need to broaden our horizons and you know some of the channels that we have that focus directly on african americans not naming any names yes um they they we need to be a little bit more diverse a lot more diverse i feel um, yes there's a lot of talented people out there in our yes, community there are who have a lot to offer and, as you said, are really conscious of what it is that they're putting out there greatly affects those who are viewing it. Yes. So what's coming up down the line? What are you working on right now? Any new, you, you mentioned your new book that will be coming out. When can we expect that? 
Yeah, it's going to be out. My next novel is entitled Out of Order, so that's not the sequel to Criss Cross, so let me make that clear. There is going to be an upcoming sequel to Criss Cross, but the next book that's coming out is not the sequel. I'm going to wait a little bit and bring the sequel when I get that whole feeling about when it should come. You know, it's that whole writer thing going on. Mm-hmm. But in any case, my next novel, Out of Order, is coming out in February. Meanwhile, um, this is the end of April, I believe in June there's going to be a commercial that I just finished. And actually, you'll love this, Courtney, because it is, um, it, it's, it's going to be a book commercial for Criss Cross, but it's done more like a film concept. So it looks almost like a movie, and that's going to run nationally around the country in June, I believe, if nothing changes. I can update you when we get closer to the time, let you know what network and, and how all of that's going to work. So I have that coming up, and then I have Out of Order that's going to be coming out in February. Well, congratulations with that. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited, and um, I think... Um, because of what you were saying about the African-American content and, um, you know, just um, uh, us working and um, exploring our talents in different ways and, and different ways of presenting them, um, that's one of the reasons I'm very excited about the commercial because I think the commercial shows uh, an aspect of that, you know, and um, it'll, it'll give it an opportunity to illustrate. And then, you know, hopefully there are going to be other people who come behind who say, oh, you know, let's, Let's do this because we don't get that many commercials for African American books that I can recall seeing on television. That's an Am I right? How, no, I was well. I was going to get into that. So how did that come about? You know what? Basically, my husband, um, whom I was talking about earlier, um, is a, a producer, and um, he executively produces some of the works and stuff that I do. And he and I sat down and talked about um, ways to illustrate this story in a visual medium. And, again, now this is taking me back to my album and music video days because I love telling stories from a visual standpoint. And so, you know, we were sitting in and thinking, okay, um, you know, we had lots of promotions and stuff that were going on across Criss Cross, and I want to bless every reader and every literary personality like yourself who took the time to uh, help me bring this story and help support. Believe me, uh, you all are more important to me than you could ever um, And in any case, we sat down um, looking at that and said, okay, we have the support. We've done radio. We've done the podcast. We have all of the different support around the What's the next step, and how can we uh, bring this story in something a little different and plus open some doors, you know what I mean, to some new ideas at the same time? And so that's how we brainstormed taking the commercial and decided to take a piece of the concept of the story of Criss Cross, and rather than just, you know, showing it as just a, you know, book cover and saying, okay, new book in stores now, to actually try and put a little concept of the uh, story on the screen. And so we went out and hired a film director actors and you know did the whole film shoot for the commercial it was very it was a lot of fun i love it i love yeah. the fact i mean you mentioned podcasting and things like that so you have gone out of the norm and you've really diversified the way that you've promoted your book and i encourage anyone to do that don't limit yourself to you know just newspapers or local newspapers or you know, some of the right. the more common um, websites who promote authors and things like that. You have to get out there and compete with the 
the other runners out there. Yes, that's right. You got to be innovative and and just think of your own ideas and stuff. And you've been so wonderful, and you have a wonderful format yourself um, that I really want to compliment you on. Oh, um, you. I think it's beautiful what you're doing and um, how you're gathering all that content and sharing it with people and everything. And, and then, like I said, you're just truly a blessing uh, to this industry and the people around you. So I commend you for that. And if you have a way, um, I can offer this to you. I, you know a little bit more technically, but if you have a way to technically run a piece of the commercial on your site and you'd like to do that, when I get close to the time, I'll send you a feed and let you run it on your website if you'd like to. to do that. All you have to do is let me know, okay? I will definitely. Um, and, I, and, I, and I'll give you that because I think that we do have to be more innovative and we've got to kind of, um, you know, link up a little bit more to find different avenues and hopefully those avenues open up more avenues and people get more creative in how they're going to to, to bring their works into the public readership. One step at a time. And I yep. think that you are have done an excellent job, and I think, I'm sure, rather, that you've motivated a lot of listeners and visitors to the site. Now that we've piqued everyone's interest, can you tell everyone how they can go out and purchase your books? I will, absolutely. Um, Crisscross is available. Um, first, I have a website. So my website is www.evroads.com. It's E-V-I-E-R-H-O-D-E-S.com. So people can go there, and if they go there, they'll see all about the works and the books and everything I've been doing. And there are links that lead to Amazon and Barnes & Noble on that site so people could buy them there. Um, also, they can go directly to Amazon or Barnes & Noble or Powell's or any online site, almost every online book um, carrier um, has the book. So, you know, there there's many possibilities online of uh, choices that they can buy the book there. If they're going into the stores, the stores, um, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Borders, um, all of the independent bookstores around the country, um, pretty much wherever books are sold, if they don't have the book in the store, you can certainly ask them to order it, but pretty much wherever books are sold, the book is of crisscross is available in those stores and, and by those different um, mediums. Okay, and I'll have a link to your website, of course. Okay. And I also want to ask if anyone is interested who has the resources available to have you come out and have a workshop, host a workshop. Okay. Um, is it best to reach you through your website or do they need to go through a publicist or your husband? <laughs> yeah, they can. Um, what you can do is people can email me. It's evroads at evroads.com. So it's E-V-I-E-R-H-O-D-E-S at E-V-I-E-R-H-O-D-E-S.com. And that's the best way. And most certainly, if um, someone would would like to discuss that possibility, I'd be more than happy to consider it. Um, I think we do need to develop our skills, and I think you made an excellent point when you said that we need to um, to, to motivate each other and um, to really encourage um, other people to, to, to go for their own gifts and to think outside of the box and to not be afraid and feel like they have to be um, boxed into areas that maybe they're not comfortable writing in, because, but because that is, you know, the popular opinion to write in. I think crisscross is definitely a blessing from the Lord for me and a testament that you can write what you feel and that you can write in different areas and different genres or create a new genre and certainly be successful um, in doing that and have people reading and enjoying the story. So I'd like to participate in any way I could to encourage people to do that. So if you find, um, you know, different outlets or would like for me to come out, just contact me and we can certainly talk about it. Well, well, we'll hopefully plan something in the future. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll get you out here when the weather's halfway decent in Arizona. We're just starting to get hot out here. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> so thank you. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to, to let us know about you and what it is that you do. Um, oh, you're welcome, Courtney. Thank you. The, the, believe me, the pressure has been all mine. I, I, I very much appreciate your contacting me, and um, I'm glad we finally got a chance to work this out so that we could do it, and, and I just appreciate you in every aspect. So thank you so much for having me here and wanting me here. No problem. And we'll do all we can to promote your book to the community and and get you out there. So I look okay. forward to seeing you. Uh, seeing that commercial. Yes. First off. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. When it gets close to time for us to run it, and I know that um, everything has been filled and where we're going to do it, I will send you the link for it, or, and I'll send it to you so that you can personally run it on your site. I love it. Thank you. You're welcome. You have a good evening. I will, and you do the same. Thank you, Courtney. Be blessed, okay? Thank you. I will. Take care. Bye-bye.